So yeah, as I was saying, a product of open arms, uh, yeah, 14, I, when Sean was asking, I was like, nah, 15, 16, he was like, nah, I think it was younger. So it's 17 years that my life's been impacted by open arms, both being in the building, being, a, being sent out of the building by force. Yeah, don't come back. Okay, come back. Um, sent away all, all overseas. Got, got to experience a lot. Um, and it's been, uh, probably some of you guys are quite new. It's been actually, the most encouraging thing is that 95% of people I've asked, hey, how long, cause how long have you been here? How long have you been here? How long have you been here? Like five years, five years, five years, five years. It's just a testament to what we're building in South Dublin. Just the commitment of the, of the team and, the, and, the, and you guys' congregation. Just what we're trying to really do, the anchor that we're building, the, the stronghold we're taking uh, and the ground that we're taking, the extending of our tent pegs has just been so encouraging to see. Because I watch every week online. Do you know what I mean? I watch it. I try to connect to every post. I'm constantly on the podcast. I'm, I, I feel like I'm home. Never felt like I left. You know, I just got a, a freckle or two extra. I don't, <laughs> I don't tan, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I don't tan. Um, but uh, when Sean asked me to preach, um, it was, I was actually given a word kind of the Sunday before, um, gone through a testing time. Uh, someone prayed for me and prayed the provision of my life. And I've got a lot of words from Sean and the team and, and over my time with, uh, with Open Arms and speaking into my life. Um, that ministry is a call from God and to be, uh, to take ground for the kingdom is definitely something God's called me to do. And I feel it. I'm fully invested in it. I know it. Um, but I felt like I got a word a while ago. It's the right thing, but the wrong time. And I felt like God was taking me through this transition um, to really build me and my character and my personhood and, and the man um, of God that I know he's calling me to be. Um, and, and I feel, felt like there's this season I'm in. And, and when Sean asked me to preach, um, he asked me just to preach what's going on in my heart. And that's what I'm going to preach from today. So I just going to preach from, I really just want to speak and about the season I'm going through, the season I'm currently in, this waiting period, this transition period that I'm in. And hopefully that some of the principles God's like really dug deep in my heart and challenged me in, hopefully that they can challenge you guys and maybe add some faith and some encouragement and, and even just some like direction and growth if you are uh, going through that as well. So I'm um, going to talk a little bit today about building faith, okay, a weapon in waiting, yeah. Uh, and and for me, faith's got a many, many different things. It's quite a complex thing, yeah. You can be in faith, yeah, like we are Christians by faith, yeah. Um, but you can also have faith, yeah. And you can also have a tangible, um, and, and God says there's different measures of faith, and we have all this. And But really what, what can happen is faith can have many areas, yeah. And we can put our faith in many areas. And I'm getting old now, so I can't read without them. Um, but many areas we can put our faith in, okay. We can put our faith in religion, yeah, in the religion of Christianity, we can have faith in, the, in, in that. We can put faith in our spirituality. Um, we can put faith in people, in, in our families and, and our friends. We can put faith in systems um, and in government. And also we can be quite put faith in ourselves, right? We can have this, uh, this want or this, like, kind of this backing of ourselves, confidence in ourselves. Um, but the faith I want to talk about today isn't the faith in something. It's more about the, the, the tangible faith, the faith that we use in our lives. Yeah, the, that thing that we, that we use. And, and Hebrews 11, uh, verse 1, um, I'm used to ESV. For the, it just says that, um, it's going to pop up on the screen there. Uh, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. So faith, it's a concise, it's the most famous scripture on faith. Like, what is faith? It is, it's concise, it's easy, it's tangible. And, and, and I just want to break down a little bit what it's telling us. So, so faith is, and this is the faith that we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, faith is assurance. Assurance is a positive declaration intended to give confidence. 
It's a, it's, it's a promise, yeah? That's assurance, yeah? Uh, and conviction of things not seen is a formal declaration or a firmly held belief. And that's the faith we're going to talk about today. A positive declaration, yeah, of the things that, to give us confidence and also a firmly held belief, yeah, of, of who we get our confidence from and, and, and why we can believe the things, the things we can believe. Um, but faith isn't easy. Am, am I the only one? Faith isn't easy. Um, I know you might be like me, but like sometimes it's, it's easy to be faithful in some areas and faithful for some things in our life. And it's very difficult to be faithful in some areas and faithful. Uh, and for me, the period that I'm in now, I'm, 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 I'm being faithful for the person I feel God is calling me to and to, to be. Um, and there's just this transition of just of like outworking the seasons. There's a season for everything, planting, sowing, reaping, harvest. There's a season for it. And, and I feel like I'm in the plowing of the ground. Yeah, we're getting away, making space, and we're planting seeds. And I really feel the work in it. And there's a few obstacles in that season of faith. Yeah, when you're, when you're really waiting for it. And, and the two big ones is just the uncertainty um, while we wait, you know, that, that unsureness, um, that am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right way? Have I made the right decision? Yeah, many times been in Australia um, trying to set up business and teams and growing and then opening a business and then like you do all this and you're like, was that the right thing? And that uncertainty creeps in and that doubt creeps in and it tries to, really tries to get you. Um, and it's an obstacle in our way to be faithful, positive, and declaring towards our situation. Uncertainty robs the positive, amen? Like uncertainty robs the, uh, most of the time, the ability to declare with that, with that bit of like, that just, hey God, like you are, yeah? Not, not oh God, I hope. No, God, you are, that, that you are delivering, you are, you are coming through. And today I just wanted to pray against uncertainty. If anyone has come in today feeling uncertain about their next season or the transition or maybe some struggles, family, work related, I just pray God's peace, like God's certainty, that you can be certain in the one who's delivered us and you can be certain that he's gonna complete the work and he's gonna take us to where he's gonna take us. He's, he's ordained our steps. He is the lamp, the light to our path. He is gonna bring us to where he's gonna. And I just wanna remove that uncertainty. Yeah, remove that uncertainty this morning. I just pray against anyone's coming in a little bit uncertain. And the, a second obstacle then is that immediate reward. Yeah, we're called the microwave generation. Yeah, um, I, I, know, I know I've got the, the head of an 80-year-old, but I'm only 31. Um, I'm only 31. Um, but we, we want everything instant, right? We want instant gratification. We want that instant results. We want, we want, to, we want to microwave some of God's promises, some of his provisions. And, 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 and that lack of immediate reward also builds a lack of confidence, right? You know what I mean? Like you want to, you start the diet, you don't lose the weight, and you go, oh, am I doing the right thing? Let's change the diet. Yeah, I've done that a few times. It's not working. <laughs> But the the lack of immediate reward will, will cause us to to waver in our in in the in the promise and and what God's calling us to do and and today I'm speaking from a place of a promise I've been given a promise from God and I've been given a word over my life and everyone in this room as well God is speaking to you and he has a he has a promise and a declaration for your future and 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 it's from that place that we get to come into that confidence and that certainty that that no word from His mouth will return void. And we're gonna and we're gonna walk in that. And and for me, there's been four things that I've been building in, and um, that's been been concreting the faith, positive declaration, and a firmly held belief. Uh, there's been four areas that I'm gonna share this morning that I hope will help you. Maybe one, maybe two, or maybe none. Maybe just the the accent will help. But just that we can 
just so we can maybe grow together and just a little bit that I'm going through and, and growing through that can, can kind of give you some confidence um, and, and some, some more faith um, and faithfulness for the season. So uh, Faith Builder, the first thing that has been a big challenge in my life has been gratitude. Um, and, and I've kind of done a bit of research into gratitude and, and, and gratitude really is the, that, that base that we build that faith on. We can't be positive and declare something positive if we're not grateful for both the good and the bad in our season, but grateful for the things to come. We can't really declare positive without thanks. Yeah, we can't, we can't really declare without thankfulness. And even in, when, when the, the disciples asked Jesus, how do we pray? He says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Like hallowed is to praise and to give thanks and to adore God, for his name alone, before we get any, ask for anything else, is that gratefulness. Um, and when we do express gratitude, it does two things. Yeah, one, it will increase happiness, and two, it will decrease stress. Anyone want more happiness and less stress? Just a few of us. Yeah, I want way more happiness and a lot less stress in my life, right? I'd probably have hair if I didn't have the stress. Um, but what we want to do is that, that expression of gratitude, right? That, no more ball jokes. That, ex, that expression of gratitude um, really, really does brings us into more of a focus of the positive aspects of what we're going through, the positive aspects of where we're at and how we're, how we're going through it. Um, it, will, it will lead us to a more optimistic outlook and where we're going, um, and it'll bring more contentment in our lives. Not a fleeting, fleeting happiness, but, a, but a, a contentment or a joy, a, 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 a steadfastness. Um, and First Timothy 6 verse 6 says, Godliness with contentment uh, is great gain. It's a great gain in our lives to trust in the Lord and be content in where we're at and where he's taken us. Um, and feeling these emotions, it's going to influence our faith. It's going to influence that positive declaration um, and that belief. And it's going to make us more resilient um, and more steadfast. And there's a few verses um, for me that have really helped me with my gratitude. Um, so one has been a Psalms 100 verse 4. Um, it says that we enter his gates with thanksgiving and we enter his courts with praise. So gratitude is our gateway to God. Gratitude is our access. It gives us the privilege of access when we're grateful uh, to, to, who he, to who he is. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, verse 18, it says, Be thankful in all circumstances, uh, for this is God's will uh, for your life, uh, for you who belong to Christ Jesus. We pray the will of God over our lives constantly. Well, something I'm constantly torn with. Am I doing the right thing that God's called me to do? Am I going the direction He's trying to bring me in where I'm going. And, and, and his will for my life is to be thankful in all circumstances, to bring gratitude, to, to change the, the, the way I see and view things. Uh, Colossians 2, verse 6 and 7 says, And now, just as you've accepted Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. And then your faith will fully grow strong in the truth. You were, you were taught, and it will overflow with thankfulness. One of the translations says that the evidence of your faith, the maturity of your faith will be, will be known by the thankfulness that you declare. So when, we, when we're gra- grateful to God, it shows evidence of maturity, yeah, of, of us maturing in Christ and what he's doing in our lives. And in Philippians 4, uh, verse 6 and 7, it says, don't be anxious about anything. Yeah, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts, your minds in Christ Jesus. So gratitude helps us exchange the anxiety for peace. 
power of God is the peace. Yeah, Jesus in the storm said, peace be still. His power was in his peace and his confidence in who God was. And, and it's out of a, a position of gratitude that we get to then exchange the anxiety, be thankful in all circumstances, and get that peace that will guard our minds and guard our hearts. And, and what we learn is gratitude will draw us towards God. Yeah, when we're more grateful, we'll focus on him. It'll give us access to him. It'll enter into his courts and it'll give us his power. It'll give us, it'll give us access to him and who he's doing. And, and what we find is that then with that proximity, that closeness to God, it'll, proximity brings the power. And without gratitude, it will distance us from God and distance will bring distortion. When we're not close enough, we won't see it clearly enough. Um, but being grateful, uh, a few ways for me that's, that I suppose has been challenged and kind of helping me be more grateful in my life and be more, be, be, being able to apply it, right? Because it's good to like learn and read it, but like how do I do it? And, and a lot of my last couple of years has really been, been, been around in ministry and on the pulpit and preaching and teaching and leading teams and youth and stuff. It's now been like, hey, am I walking the walk that I used to talk? Like now that I'm no longer in team and it was a part of my weekly role that was reminding of, but am I now in my day to day? Yeah, my day is, is a 60, 70 hour week from, from Monday to Saturday, work on Sundays. It is full time, all the time, never ending, we're building something. Yeah, it takes, takes a lot of effort. Um, but in that, and that season, am I now applying the things that I was teaching and also the things that were being taught to me? And, and one way for me that I've been able to really get more grateful um, and apply that, that, re- that release of just joy when you become grateful to God has been a couple of like, daily principles that I've been doing and one of them has really been journaling um, and, and you know, what do you journal how do you journal for me it's I've got one practice is that I get up early before work I drive into the city it's a 20 minute drive I get to the same coffee shop the same spot black coffee sit in the corner and I open a journal and I want to do is I just I'm just grateful and just write gratitude and I just write the word sometimes it's just a name sometimes it's a season sometimes it's the challenge yeah sometimes it's what I'm growing, what the, the promise and the provision and the goal and the thing we're striving for. Sometimes the, the I'm grateful that I can aim for something and I've got that pull and that passion, my family. And what I found is that the more that I write it out, the less my thoughts can get in the way. Yeah, because if you ever wanted to like, if you ever wanted to pray for something or you wanted something and then all of a sudden this thought came in and takes hold and you forget when you're like, oh wait, what was I trying to say there? And what was I trying? And what I found is the more that I practice the principle of writing and reading and praying over it as it was written, it meant that I was, I was feeling more grateful and I was actually carrying that through my day-to-day life a lot more. That not just kind of praying and sitting in, in meditation, but just saying, no, taking the time, put it on paper, rereading it, really giving thanks to God for the glory in my life and also what he's doing doing through through us. And and what happens is that that when, when we are more grateful, um, your, your brain does this weird thing that when you think a thought enough, it grows the pathways between, between that thought. It's called your, um, it's actually, there's a thing called a reticulate activating system that, has anyone here ever bought a new car before? A few of us, yeah. Anyone ever bought like a, a bright colored car? I had, for me, I had, a, I had a silver golf. Yeah, it was one of our nicest little cars. I didn't really see that type of golf until I bought it and then everyone had it. Yeah. Has anyone ever, has that ever happened before? And what happens is, is that your brain associates that to being yours, right? And that to being something that you own. So when you see it, it's, it's trying to identify and trying to get you, get you points. And what gratitude does is that when you're grateful to God, it starts to open the little things that God is doing in your life. 
It starts to show you the little miracles that he's working in your favor. It starts to bring you closer to the goodness that he has you because you're, you're right, it's yours. I'm grateful for your provision. And we see more of his provision. I'm grateful for your healing. We see more of his healing. But what happens is that, that we get to then declare it. We get to really enforce it in our lives. And, and it starts, our brain starts to help us with that. It's, like, it's trained to help us to see more of the goodness and more of the things for us. Uh, even in Philippians 4 verse 8, Paul continues with, if anything is praiseworthy, think of these things. He's telling us to, to think on the things that are good. Um, and when we cultivate an attitude of gratitude, it starts to acknowledge God's goodness, his provision, his love in our lives. It reminds us of his faithfulness. It challenges us to foster a sense of trust and resilience in him and it gets our faith to grow stronger and we get stronger and stronger through the declaration and declaring the goodness in our life whether we see it or not right says great it's good to believe but it's better to believe when you haven't seen it's it's it is to declare um the goodness um the second thing the second thing for me that's building faith has been has been works um and and the bible tells us to be doers of the words not just hearers yeah, and it says in James uh, verse 226 that with, with faith without works is dead. And I don't mean works as in like coming and serving and those type of works. I don't mean working for the church or, or, or going into your job and working at your, working at your job. Um, the, the works that I'm talking about today is that, that belief forms our behaviors. And what happens is that when we believe something about ourselves, yeah, it then determines our behaviors. And, and one thing I was sharing is that in my youth and my time with Open Arms, I joined a hip-hop dance crew. For those that have been longer than the five or six years, that we had the freestylers. Yeah, We used to travel the country dancing at all the events and all the youth camps and pulse camps. And one of my roles in the team was that I used to do the backflips. Right Now, I believed I could do a backflip, so I trusted myself that if I jumped, I'd spun, I'd land on my feet, right? Now, you test the theory, and you jump off higher things and higher things, and we traveled around like just any building in Newbridge that was looked high enough, we'd jump off it. Um, but I just knew, and I believed that, hey, I can backflip, so I backflipped. Like, I believed I could do it, so I did it. I don't believe that anymore. <laughs> I'm not doing a backflip if you ask me. Yeah, I'll try to find a video for you. But my belief forms my behaviors. Does that make sense? When you go to a wedding, you've got the dancers that believe they can dance, whether they can or not. Um, but it forms their behaviors. They take the dance floor with confidence and with this courage, and they just go and they go do it because their belief in, in what they know about themselves forms the behavior and how they outwork their belief. And today, the works that I'm talking about today isn't the, the works of, of serving, but it's the outworking of the belief of what God is doing. The things you're grateful for, the provision, yeah. When people, when God provides financially, when you're and you f and you feel as it, people, I've felt provided for before. Like I felt like I've had enough money before in a season. Like I felt, hey, I've got more than I need, and I have, I have felt overflow. When I felt that overflow in my life, I never talked about the lack I had. You know, I was just I was just grateful for the overflow. Makes sense. And sometimes we need to start declaring and outworking that peace and confidence before the overflow before God has delivered it to us and brought it to us, we need to start working as if, yeah, working as if, to, walking as if it's already happened. Because if you believe it's happened, yeah, God said, Jesus says, if you believe, then it will be so. Um, and that's a walking and an outworking. And in, in, in that, like Mark, verse, Mark chapter five, verse 21, it talks about the, the woman with the issue of blood. And for me, this is the, 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 the incumbent of, of working out something before it happens. And we learned that, that for 12 years, she's had this issue um, of, of, of bleeding and she's gone to doctors and she's gone for ministry and she's gone for prayer and, and it just hasn't gone. 
And, and what happens is she's, she says, if I can only touch the hem of his cloak, um, I'll be healed. Yeah, that was, her, that was her positive, that was her faith, a declaration, a positive, firmly held belief. If I could touch the hem of his cloak, uh, I'll be healed. And what we see, though, in the verse, it says that, that Jesus was so surrounded that he was almost crushed. That's a lot of people. Yeah, and, and I've, I haven't gone through it, but if, if you've got 12 years of bleeding, it's going to make you quite weak, quite frail. She was a social outcast because she was seen as unclean in that time. She didn't have, she wasn't cleansed because of the bleeding. It was seen as something that was to be uh, away from, not towards to. And, and emotionally, socially, physically, she was, she was weak and depleted. Yeah, but it was the faith that she's then, it was the work of pushing through the crowd to touch the hem. I, I, when I have man flu, I'm quite ill. Yeah, I'm quite weak. I can't imagine 12 years of a man flu equivalent and then trying to push through a heavy crowd to touch the hem of his garment. It's, it's a, 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 a act of work that brought, and it, Jesus didn't say your work has made, he says your faith. Yeah, the outworking of her faith has, has made her healed. Um, the, the third thing for me um, from works is perseverance. Um, I think I get to, I get to enjoy God and, 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 and hear from where he's taking me, but I don't get to choose when he does it and the timeline that he chooses. It's, it's not for me to choose, but, but what I do get is I get to, I get to hold the promise and I get to, to work it out. Um, and, and in James, verse one, uh, James chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, uh, it says, For you know that the testing of your faith, so the testing of your positive declaration and your firmly held belief, the testing of that will produce steadfastness. Uh, and let steadfastness have, have its full effect um, and that you'll be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Um, I don't know about you, but I want to be perfect. Yeah, sometimes I tell my wife I'm perfect. She doesn't agree. But, I want, but, but the, the steadfastness in the Lord is that perseverance. It's that, it's that not wavering in making the decision and then making every other decision around it, but it's holding true to the call and holding true to the word and holding true to the promise. And sometimes it's not about knowing the next step Okay, the Bible says he's the lamp to our feet, yeah? But it's, it is about knowing that what I heard was true. That's perseverance. What, I, what I've heard is true. I will not waver in the truth and the knowledge of who God is. And I will steadfast, I will work towards it. I'll plow away. I'll put, like, I won't, you know, I will get through it. I won't waver at every shiny object on my way. And I won't allow every thought to make me insecure. But I will just trust in the word of the Lord. Yeah, that will not return void. Um, and, and even I, w- I remember watching a video of a youth pastor in his 60s, and they were like, how have you stayed in ministry so long? And he's like, I just didn't quit. How did you stay in youth ministry so long? I just, I just persevered, yeah? McDonald's got a lot of preservatives in it, and I've, I've preserved. Um, and he's talking about that. It was just a commitment to the word that he received until he got the next one. And the walking out and persevering through the trials, it is the testing of that declaration that will make us complete. Um, and the last thing um, that's been building, building my faith in the season has been the, the, the laying of hands um, and, and ministry um, amongst believers. Um, and the Bible's quite, it tells us in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4, verse 14, uh, do not neglect the gift that you've received, uh, which has been given to you by prophecy when the council laid their hands on you. Uh, in Acts chapter 6, verse 6 and 7, it talks about the seven apostles that were chosen uh, seven new um, leaders of the community. The, 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 the tribe chose the seven men to be uh, leaders of the community, but the apostle laid hands to anoint them and to commission them. Uh, in Numbers, it talks about how Moses was asked 
to lay hands on Joshua to commission him. Um, and we just see that, that through, through the Bible, it talks about the powerful symbol of blessing and commissioning, uh, healing and community that the laying of hands comes and brings in, into your life. And, and for me, it, the, the laying of hands, what it's done in my waiting um, is it's, it's topped me up. You know what I mean? Like those words and those encouragements have just added fuel to the fire because it's, it's hard waiting. It's hard to sit and, and to be, almost feel like you're forgotten in a queue in a waiting room, an emergency room. Like you feel like you've got this thing that's urgent in your life, but then no one is coming or you don't feel the, provi- you don't f- and, and that waiting, waiting time has been hard. And, and what I found is that is the continual pursuit of community in the laying of hands and ministry has helped me top up and keep consistent and keep faithful and keep trusting and unwavering in between and, and keep going and keep pushing through. And, and even in my own life, I wrote down a few things that, that, that God has promised me over the years and has confirmed through the laying of hands and through someone praying and ministering, which has been, for me, just such a big benefit and, and, and pro. And, and maybe, maybe you're going through something today. Maybe you have a promise or you have a word from the Lord that you're not quite seeing fruition. And maybe you've, you've tried being grateful and you've tried to work it through and you try to persevere. Maybe the next step is to come into community, yeah, to con- confess our sin to one another and, and, and there'll be healing. It tells us that, that to get around each other and, and lay hands and pray and minister. And, um, and over the years, there's, just, there's, been, a few, there's been a few. And, and, and one of them was in 2011, uh, I felt like uh, God gave me uh, Genesis 12, verse 1. Uh, go from your country and your people, from your father's land, and I'll show you a place to go. Um, and Isaiah 5 Verse five was, uh, surely you'll know a nation you not know uh, and the nations you do not know will come running because the Lord is your God uh, for he has endowed you. Um, and, and recently that's been, in, only in 2023, 12 years later, um, it was in, in the, again, altar time after, after a service went for prayer that that, that word was, was re-given back to me. Um, in, in 2014, um, I met I met my my now wife. We were just dating at the time. She followed me everywhere, and I was like, I gave in. <laughs> um, so so what what happened was I went to Cape Town. So I was 21, just turned 21. Went in the September, and um, if anyone was back then in 2013, um, I was just young, excited. I was ready to go. I got over there, and I got a bit distracted. Let's just say that. I got a bit distracted. Yeah, I forgot why I was there. Um, and I remember one day in December committing um, and just say, recommitting my time in South Africa going, okay, I, maybe, maybe I will find a wife, maybe I won't. But God, I commit my time back to you. But Lord, if it is it that I do find her here, confirm it with your peace. Yeah, and if this is the if this is my wife who I'm supposed to who you've given to me and and, and who we're gonna live this ministry and this life together, confirm with your peace. And and when we first met had that conversation, it was it was the most peaceful time we've ever experienced. And both of us will agree that that God's peace was in the conversation um, and confirmed it. But when I came back, we went up for a prayer together. It was actually, um, if anyone's ever been to the Dream Conference, uh, it was actually Noel Kenny that, uh, that prayed for us up the front. He joined, he joined our hands together and he says that, that one will put 1,000, two will put 10,000 to flight. And he said that, that God has ordained this like a mast and a sail, that two together will are, are, together are, are needed. The mast is useless without the sail, up the sail is useless without the mast. But together that you will, you will do great things. And then in 2019, came back 
um, and we were walking through a conference in Perth and one of the pastors grabs us aside and says, I've been praying for you and I feel like the Lord has said that over your marriage, you, uh, he's ordained this. Your guys are like a racket, like the handle grip and the head to hit the ball. That to get separate, no use together, they're useful and confirmed it through the, through the laying of hands. Like some came and prayed for his laid hands and said, this is the word, word of the Lord. Um, and even recently, and this is where the season I'm in now, I felt when I was here that if, uh, back in 20, 2016, 2017, 2018, that, that God was definitely wanted me to be in ministry. Like I fully believe, hand on my fur to wherever this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to come back and, and, and be involved in the building of the kingdom of God. But I really felt like it was the right thing at the wrong time. And only probably about a month ago, probably just before Sean asked me to, to preach, um, I was wrestling with the timing. I was like, is it now? You know, because I was doing something, I was building, I have a business, it's been great, it's been challenging, but I really felt that tug on my heart, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's now. Um, and again, I went up for prayer, I went up to, to the front, um, and Pastor Dave prayed for me. And, and he prayed, he actually, it, was, it was like three, three things in one. He confirmed, he confirmed the word I got when I was in South Africa. He confirmed uh, a word I got when I was at Pulse. But then also then he said to me in these words, it's the right thing, but still the wrong time. And that just gave me peace to not, to not strive, but to, to keep going through the building and, and the working that he's doing in my life that I don't need to force it. He said, look, when a river is ready, it will burst the banks. It's not a lack of opportunity, but it's not the right time. And, and it's to stay steadfast and to stay, to persevere and to, to keep going, to keep working, to keep edifying and going through um, what I'm going through and, and the work that he's, that he's doing within us. And as I wrap up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray real quick, but I just believe that for me, the seasonal waiting has been probably the closest I've been to God. In, in a long while that I feel that even through the times of where we've seen great miracles and great growth, that's truly at this season where he's drawn me close into his presence and teaching me to not only be a hero, but be a doer, to not only be excited in, present, in, in person, but also be positive in my words and my affirmations and my declarations. And this morning I just pray and I pray that, that as maybe you're going through something Maybe there's a trial or a season or a provision that you're waiting for or there's a, a, a need in your life that you're trusting God for. I pray that you attack it with, with gratitude. I pray you go after it with the goodness of the Lord. I pray that you, that you see his provision all around you. I pray that with the declaration, that positive affirmation of who he is in your life, you'll see more and more works, more and more good things. I love that the Bible tells us to be strong and courageous, not confident. Doesn't ask me to be confident. I don't have to fully know. I just got to be courageous enough to step out. And and when and when you feel that prompting to do the work and believe and outwork the belief, I pray for for not confidence but courage. I pray that you're strong and courageous as you outwork it, and keep going. Don't allow the world or your friends or your family or or the, to to tell you the timing. But trust God for the right time, and don't do it alone. Come to the. There's a prayer team here every Sunday. Whether you know what to get prayer for or you don't know what to do, or you may feel shy, do not, do not allow a, a passing moment where God can impart something through laying of hands. The Bible's very clear, like gifts and tongues and, and, and everything that he has good for you can be passed through the laying of hands, someone praying for you and ministering with you and sharing a burden. I pray that you be bold and step out.